It's your girl, Marisa, and you are listening to the Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast. What's up, Heard That Nation? Y'all have asked, and you've asked, and you've asked, and it's finally open. The Heard That With Marisa online store at heardthatwithmarisa.com. I got the merch. Finally happened. Swaggy tees, amazing hats, other kinds of different merchandise that I got on there. Check it out today. Thank you for supporting your girl. Uh, Fill up a shopping bag with all kinds of stuff. Give away as gifts or keep it for yourself. All kinds of amazing swag and merchandise. Check it out today. Heard that with Marisa.com. I appreciate your support. One of the amazing things that I love to do with my time, I love working out and serving in the community. And through that time, I have met some amazing people and I have met some extraordinary kids. And the one thing, believe it or not, that kids love and ask for is books. Because many of them I found that they, they absolutely love reading, which is absolutely incredible. Um, I am so proud that I've met an incredible man uh, by the name of Trevor Romaine, and he is an author. He's an illustrator that has the most amazing, amazing literature for kids and for educators and for teachers, as well as parents. You have to check out his books. You have to check out his digital downloads. Uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of it. If you go to TrevorRomain.com, uh, T-R-E-V-O-R-R-O-M-A-I-N, no E at the end.com. Check out all of his materials that he has, all his books, all his literature and digital downloads. You can save 15%. All heard that listeners. If you check it out, save 15% at the end of your checkout. Use the code heard that H-E-A-R-D-T-H-A-T and save 15%. You, I'm telling you what, it is some of the best materials out there that can help children and families become happier, healthier, and more confident. So use the code heard that save 15% off at trevorromaine.com today. What's up, Heard That Nation? Listening in the United States and around the world, you are now listening to the Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast. If you are watching right now on YouTube, hit that subscribe button so you stay in the know of every single new episode and every guest that I have on this show. If you are a business owner, small business owner, or you wanting to pursue business, this is the episode you want to pay attention to. I have an incredible guest who is a business coach. She's a speaker. She's a mentor. She is a mentor of one of my favorite books uh, by Franklin Covey, Stephen Covey, The Seven Habits of Highly, I want to get it right, Seven Habits of Highly Successful People. It is a must read uh, if you are wanting to pursue any kind of business format or a reread if you already read it. That's one of the books that I definitely am going to check out again for the fifth time. Yes, I read books multiple times because there's always something new and fresh uh, to enhance your business. And she is absolutely incredible. She, you can follow her on Instagram. She does a lot of lives and a lot of mini coaching techniques to enhance businesses. I am so excited. And please, everybody, welcome Jessica Rivera to the Heard That Podcast. Welcome, Jessica. Thank you so much for that introduction. I appreciate it. <laughs> but yes, like you said, I do love Stephen Covey, uh, Seven Habits of Highly Successful People. And I am, I was certified when I was in corporate in that program. Mm. And 
he what he teaches resonates so deeply for me. So yes. I love a lot of my work in my program in what I teach uh, does have threads of Stephen Covey in there. See, I'm rocking a phenomenal woman t-shirt today because of the phenomenal work that you do. But I don't see it as work because I see it as passion because you truly want people to succeed uh, in their businesses, their small businesses or whatever they want to pursue. So mm -hmm. I have one of the questions because I always ask the audience, you know, when I have a guest coming on and then, you know, people do research and they have discovered you, uh, they see that you're a business coach. One of the questions that I was asked is like, okay, I've heard a business strategist, but and a business coach, are those the same thing? Are they, what are the differences? What are the similarities of both titles? Yeah, I think a business strategy is mainly focused, strategist is mainly focused on strategy, right? How are we going to hit the million dollar mark? How are we going to scale our business? How are we going to expand this department or whatever that may be? Uh, business coaching for me is more well-rounded. It's more holistic. I want to understand what's going really well in your business. Where, where are some challenges? And more times than not, most people's biggest challenges are the people. Yeah. <laughs> the people that we deal with, our relationships. And I really look at who my, my clients on a whole level. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, we speak mainly about business because that's what I love to do, but it absolutely resonates in your personal life as well. So when we're fixing your, your, even in the book you just referred to, Stephen Covey teaches a lot of business strategy that you can absolutely implement in your personal life. So when my conversations got better and I mm -hmm. became more confident in my business life, it translated to my personal life. Mm -hmm. And so I really look at the person holistically. Um, many times we're working on how to get to that money goal, but yeah. how do we get that money goal and still feel whole and still um, have energy management, time management? We're not becoming a slave to our business. That's huge. That is so big because of the fact, oh my God, that is such key. That's a, that's a huge key. Aha, bing, bing. Oh, wow. That probably is me moment that you just said. Because people, and you and I talked about this before coming on, on the show, off camera, that they, their focus point is on the business and how they can increase their, uh, their, their money in their business, their bottom line, but they forget about the person that is themselves and they are not refusing to change. They want to stay comfortable in who they are because it works for them, not for their team or their you know, potential growth, and they don't see that. So how can they take the blinders off of seeing that, you know what, this potential for your business to go through the roof where the technology, you get a website, you go and enhance, um, you know, your advertising and so forth. How, when you talk to your clients, do you approach that to them saying, okay, your whole business strategy and what you got going on, it sounds amazing, comma, however, have you ever realized that what's holding you back from your potential growth is you? I mean, to be a fly in a wall for you to, to deliver that to them, what has been the reaction of your clients? They say, oh, wait a minute, me? What do you mean me? When you, when, you when you tell them that it is them that's holding them back from mm -hmm. their business to be truly successful where it, then from where it's at. So it's my favorite thing to do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's my favorite thing to do to help walk you through the messy um, realization that, hey, you are a part of the problem. Mm -hmm. So it depends on the situation. And there have been times and there can be times where you're just like, here's the thing. Like you've done it nicely and they are still not getting it. But when you mm -hmm. say, okay, well, this is the problem. You've had the same situation in this situation. So you have it in your personal life, in your business life, in this department, in that relationship. Yeah. The only common denominator is you, sweetie. So we, that's when things probably are, you've tried a couple of times and you just mm -hmm. have to kind of get it between the eyes, but I'll give you a very specific scenario where someone came, a business owner came to me, mm -hmm. he said, um, they were working with a client, somebody that they are managing, and then they have a vendor that they're working with. Mm -hmm. And so she's telling me there was a big miscommunication. And the problem is the vendor this and the vendor that. And the vendor didn't communicate and the vendor didn't do this and all the things that the vendor didn't do. So I listen and I say, okay, well, let me ask you this. What could you have done better? What do you think you could have done better? 
Mm-hmm. And then they start thinking and then it gets very quiet because they know that I don't believe that there's always something we could have done better. Mm-hmm. And they say, okay, well, I guess we could have confirmed. I guess we could have done this. Listen, at the end of the day, we are the only people we could control. And right. You can blame all day long the vendor, but you never confirmed. You never clarified. You never had it in writing. Mm-hmm. You never created a contract. Like there are uh, simple standard operating procedures that you don't have in place. We so, become, we yeah, we become professional finger pointers is what we become. Oh my gosh, every time. And it yeah. doesn't matter if you're a small business owner, if you work in an organization, you are looking for blame. It's mm-hmm. easier. It's easier to blame the other person versus looking at, okay, I actually have more power here. I'm the one that's in control. And yes. I could have made it worse or I could have made it better. Mm-hmm. That it's really powerful though. But for whatever reason, society put name all the reasons why we find everybody else to blame. And so that is, I try that's to- That's unbelievable. Power. Like why? This probably, a, a, you know, just a cliche question, but why is that? And why, 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 ooh, that is, that is, I just, I'm just marinating on what you just said, because we, in, in my business friends, and we talked about this, how, you know, in a couple of people that come to mind of what you, what you just said, we've made ourselves be the victims of our own business, if that makes sense, of how, everybody's out to get us. Everybody is out to ruin our business. Everybody is, you know, it's a doggy dog world and they want to make my business sink. And, and, and it's all about everybody else and what they've done and poor me and woe is me. And uh, if we could just look inward and realize we're the ones that are holding us up from growth. Every time, every time. Um, so there's a couple of things there. I mean, I think mm-hmm. that number one, we pay too close attention to what other people are doing, saying, thinking, and the truth is we don't know that we don't know what the reality is, right? Yeah. We don't know what they're thinking, but we have made up a story in our mind. And whenever we're wasting time thinking about what somebody else is thinking, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a time up right there. And you're making up a story in your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one part of it. The other part is that victim mentality that we have that I, when I think about back in the day, I didn't even realize that I had that victim mentality because things do happen to you. Yeah. And people do things to you. That is all true, mm-hmm. but it is the way we handle it that we're either boohooing and feeling sorry for ourselves and or putting a wall up and still blaming everybody else instead of saying, okay, what can I learn from this? Mm-hmm. How can I apply it next time? How yeah. can I get better from this situation? Or, you know, even think of like on a personal level, and I, I often refer to personal situations because it's just a little bit easier for mm-hmm. everybody to understand. Mm-hmm. But if somebody, let's say, cheated on you, right, in a relationship, and you ended up staying, and you're still blaming him for all of the cheating, all of this, all of that, still in your angry, upset, resentful, how is that relationship ever going to flourish? But how are you ever going to flourish? Right. Because that resentfulness, that anger, that lives inside of you and comes out in other ways. Yeah. And so we do that in our business all of the time. We blame the vendor. We blame the boss. We blame the person, the the shitty employee. We blame everybody except Mm -hmm. for understanding where we come from. And one of the things I see in leaders so often, whether it be with vendors or employees, they don't clearly communicate their expectations, yet they think that the other person should know. Oh, right? that's or good. communicate it once in an email or in a conversation and think, oh yeah, they remember because I told them, you know, three months ago. Mm-hmm. Nobody remembers. Mm-hmm. Nobody remembers. How can that person that's so good? Let's let's go on that point that you just said is making your expectations clear. And mm-hmm. I know for myself, when I started in this podcast business and I got a small business, that you know, you can't let everybody into uh, they try to sell you something or, you know, you got your friend or a family member that can enhance your, your business or your passion. And then you get burned by that family member or you get burned by that, you know, good friend of yours uh, of trying to make your business grow. And they're, they're going on their merry little way while you are, you know, stuck in neutral as far as, you know, well, I did them a favor and I, um, you know, helped them out in this situation. I can't believe that they burned me and, and all of that. Um, 
what is it that my God, I got like, like this, I'm trying to, I'm trying not to mix both questions up because it's just so going, going what, what, what you said, why in the world can we not see that for ourselves when we want to make our expectations clear? What for me, it was, it was hard because I'm just like, oh, I'm doing them a favor. Well, they're just starting off in this route. Well, they're just, you know, they're, they're my family. Mm -hmm. They're my cousin. They're this, they're that. I love it. We make excuses for them before they can even make that, the excuse for themselves. That part. Yes. <laughs> we do it all. Why? Why? Why yeah. is that? And how do we get out of that and be comfortable and making, okay, this is this is the expectation I have. I'm buying, you know, this from you, or you're my vendor to this. So here's what I want as far as this particular product. How can we get out of being intimidated. That's what I wanted to say. Being intimidated by the vendor, by the person that, you know, we are doing business or potential business with and just say, here's, here's the expectation that, you know, that I have laid out here on this contract or this piece of paper. If we, we don't come to agreement, then I move to the next. Yeah. I love it. So oftentimes I hear, I feel bad. I that, that part, that. yes. <laughs> I, I, I hear that all the time. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it's the way we set it up, whoever, you know, the the, the leader in this um, conversation. Mm -hmm. And so it could actually, and it could be the other person as well, because you can take a leadership position, even let's say when you're getting hired, right? For yeah. clarity. And so I like to set expectations. Number one, you need to go into the conversation, understanding what you want to get. So what do you want to get out of this, right? Mm -hmm. You understand what you want. Then you lay it out for the individual. I actually ask, can you tell can repeat back to me what you heard? I just want to make sure we're both on the same page. Um, and, you know, just make sure you say it in your own language where it feels comfortable, because that could, I, I know that some people feel like, well, doesn't that feel like I'm just like asking them to repeat what I said? Like, it feels weird. Mm -hmm. Well, Say it nicely. Hey, I just want to make sure we're both on the same page. Can you just repeat the same way you would ask somebody to repeat your order, right? Mm -hmm. You're in the window, mm -hmm. drive through the window, repeat, they repeat your order to make sure it's right. Mm -hmm. Same thing. Also, you want to ask them, like, what does success look like? Or let me tell you what success looks like for me, right? Mm -hmm. So that even if they don't do everything the way you want them to, because many times they don't even have to do it the, exactly the way you would do it, mm -hmm. but this is what success looks like for me. Success looks like um, if you're hiring, I often ask this with my clients because I want to understand what does success look like for you as we work together, because I want to make sure I can deliver on that. And right. if I can, then I want us to understand, well, I can't, I may not be able to get you here, but I can definitely get you here. Right. So that's where a clear level of understanding comes from, but you should be setting that tone. And if you are not, if the other person doesn't set that tone, you can still set that tone. Many times I say, okay, let me repeat back what I just heard. Mm -hmm. because oftentimes we don't even the words that they're saying we hear the essence of what people say right mm -hmm. sometimes we don't hear the words and we want to make sure that also what they're saying they may mean something else and I'm trying to dig in and peel the right, layers right. so I'm like okay well let me tell you what I just heard I mm -hmm. heard we're frustrated I hear you really want to achieve this goal and you haven't because of these reasons whatever it may be so I really try to peel that onion back and so that's what I train my people to do, my leaders to do, that how do we set those clear, how do we set those clear expectations so that we're getting exactly what we want? Oh, and by the way, when we don't get what we want, it's so easy to have that tough conversation yeah. because we set clear expectations. Now it's not like, oh, I thought this and you thought that. And no, it's mm -hmm. none of that because we set clear expectations. You knew exactly what I needed from you and you knew right. exactly what I the other last thing is if things were to go bad, I would say, okay, what did you think I wanted you to do? Because maybe you didn't communicate well. Maybe there mm -hmm. wasn't your expectation set. And so there's a good learning lesson for you. Mm -hmm. If the person says, oh, I expected you, I thought you wanted X, Y, and Z. Well, why did you think that? And they clearly explain to you where you messed up. Great learning lesson for you. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. What do you, with, 
businesses because again with you know so much emotions and, and things that go on in a business itself and i'm sure that you've had this several times throughout uh your co your coaching expertise where you've had that business owner had brought something in personal like something that they're going through that alters the whole dynamic of the business itself could be um where they're going through a divorce they're going through uh, a, a big move in their personal life could be a loss of a family member or something like that. And they don't want to talk about it, but they come into that business and their whole dynamic because it always, to me, and I've been in management, I'm currently in management, it always starts from the top down. So whatever you're coming into with your team, however you set the tone, that tone is going to be set throughout. And nine times out of 10, if you come in with a tone that is uh, chaotic, and uncomfortable, that the rest of the team is going to be hard to pull them back over to they want to be there and they want to, you know, through the if, if something falls, if, if a shift falls apart, then they, you know, it'll, it'll be, it's hard for that team to go to the depths of hell for you with you. They'll let you burn by yourself because of hold the whole dynamic of what had just happened and the whole shifting of the the situation. So how do you talk to those people that realize they have a problem they brought in their problems and have changed the whole dynamic of what is going on that they don't want to address it how do you get them to say okay listen you're going through a tough time right now you're going through possible bankruptcy you're going through a divorce you're going through you know foreclosure of your house whatever that's going on it's time for you to say that aloud that you need help what what is your yeah. approach as far as that yeah, well, one of the things you mentioned before we hopped online is that, and, and you've seen me um, loosely, like what I speak about on my IG lives and on my page, and then also when I'm on Chad's show, which is where we met, is that I my goal is always for you to get the answer kind of from yourself, to lead you. I believe we all have the answers within us, mm -hmm. but sometimes we need somebody else to help pull it out. I mean, yes. you've heard like brainstormed with somebody and you're just talking, 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 and you're like, bing! There goes yep. my answer. That aha exactly. moment, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you said it out of your own mouth. You didn't even, you just needed to talk it through with somebody. And so I like to ask really reflective questions. I believe words don't teach. Reflection does teach a lot and us kind of really doing that internal work. That's good. And so I will ask a lot of questions so that we can pull the layers back. And I will actually help you connect the dots to say, okay, well, this action is actually causing that. You know, or, and I would ask it in a way, I believe when we ask great questions, we get even better answers. So asking questions is an art, like it, it, it's not something we're taught in, in communication. So how we ask those questions, making sure that we understand, okay, this is happening. This disaster is happening. Mm -hmm. How do you think it's affecting your business? Or is it not? Right. And I'll, I'll ask, I'll leave that open. It may not be affecting my, my business, but what are mm -hmm. the results? I love to look at the results. The results will always tell you if you are on the right path or not. Mm -hmm. So if the results are uh, revenues going down, if the results are you have a high turnover on your team, if the results are people are disgruntled, if the results are you keep on making the wrong hire, something needs to happen. And that starts with you every mm -hmm. time. Oh yeah, 100% agree. Yeah. 100% agree. That, that comes in and coaches with me, they already know my style. They know I'm going to, I'm going, I'm going to let you, I'm going to be your biggest cheerleader, mm -hmm. but I'm also going to tell you straight up, you're probably the problem. And, and, you know, when we, again, look, I analyze the results and see, okay, where are we? Usually it leads back to you. Mm -hmm. and, and that's good that you, that's why I, I admire your approach because you're not jamming the, you're the problem, you're the problem, you're the problem down their throat, that you are, you know, with a lead-in question, which you do so brilliantly, you do a lead-in question, why do you feel that your business is not succeeding? Why do you feel that uh, there is no growth in this aspect of this, you know, what you're, you're trying to pursue? And you are a thousand percent correct that we have the answers within ourselves, just we are not saying it because, you know, who are we fooling that this is, we are the reason why this is not succeeding, but we don't want to say that aloud because, you know, we're going to work and band-aid all the fires that are going out. We're going to, you know, until those flames get bigger, 
and it overtakes us, and then we end up getting bigger losses instead of the bigger gains that we should have in, in our business. Um, I think that- Marissa, the, I, just wanna, I, I wanna touch on one thing about yeah. us being the right? Ourselves yeah. being the problem. Yeah. I, I also try to make sure that we understand that beating up, beating ourselves up is not the answer. Either. That part, that part. Beating ourselves up about, oh, I should have done this. I could have done that better. I, all the wrong things that we did, that is not the answer. I am solution-based. What is the solution? Mm-hmm. I, I get it. All these things happened, but here is, this is where we are. Let mm-hmm. me meet you where we are today and let's think about the solutions. We can get stuck in the problem for years, days, I mean, forever. Yeah. serve us. And mm-hmm. so I believe that many of us get stuck in the problem. Many of us will beat ourselves up, but it's not about that for me. It's about right. how do we move forward? There is something to learn. There is probably some greatness to learn if we think about it that way. Yes. And then we move forward. I, I love a great success story. And I know that you have several of them of people that have connected with you and they have worked with you to turn their business ventures around. Is there one story that uh, you are willing to share that uh, either just recently or years ago that still, you know, you think about it from time to time of where they were at to now you see all the growth and now they're flourishing and you're just, you know, they were once upon a time a caterpillar and then they got into their cocoon and now they are a beautiful butterfly uh, as far as their yeah. business so, is concerned. Yeah. There's so many, there's so many. Um, I'll give you one that I, I just think of uh, and was just saying to somebody the other day. So I have a business owner. She owned a, a percentage, a small percentage of a business. Mm-hmm. And she's working uh, 50%, just as much as the other owner who owned a big, a larger, much larger portion of this business. Right. And so obviously when profits get split, she gets the smaller portion and gets the much larger portion. It's a family owned business. Mm-hmm. They do 50% of the work. Exactly. Same stuff. Yeah. So after being in my group coaching program for, I want to say it was a month. It's a six month program. Mm-hmm. I want to say it was, um, she lives local. We, we went to go have dinner and she starts telling me that she is going to approach, uh, the business owner and ask for her percentage. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. What brought, like, after all of these years, it's like 20 something years, what's mm-hmm. making you do this? And she's like the program. And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, I have this new level of confidence. I'm like, it's only been a month. And she's like, I don't know how to explain it, but you have really helped me gain the confidence to have these conversations, to be able to ask what I know I'm worth. Mm. And then the other person's difficult and it's scary and it, their family and it's, there's a lot in the family business, right? Mm-hmm. But she finally, she's like, even if I don't get it, I have got to ask for it. And she did not, she's something she's always wanted to do and hasn't had the confidence, the courage the, the the strategy to do it mm-hmm. until until she joined my group coaching program. That is phenomenal. And kudos to her. That's so good. Don't you go anywhere. The Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast will be right back after a brief pause to hear from our sponsor. One of the amazing things that I love to do with my time, I love working out and serving in the community. And through That time, I have met some amazing people, and I have met some extraordinary kids. And the one thing, believe it or not, that kids love and ask for is books, because many of them I found that they they absolutely love reading, which is absolutely incredible. Um, I am so proud that I've met an incredible man uh, by the name of Trevor Romaine, and he is an author. He's an illustrator that has the most amazing, amazing literature for kids and for educators and for teachers, as well as parents. You have to check out his books. You have to check out his digital downloads. Uh, I'm I'm a huge fan of it. If you go to uh, trevorromain.com, T-R-E-V-O-R-R-O-M-A-I-N, no E at the end, dot com, check out all of his materials that he has, all his books, all his literature, and digital downloads. You can save 15%. All heard that, listeners. If you check it out, save 15% at the end of your checkout. Use the code HEARDTHAT, H-E-A-R-D, T-H-A-T, and save 15%. You, I'm telling you what, 
It is some of the best materials out there that can help children and families become happier, healthier, and more confident. So use the code HEARDTHAT. Save 15% off at trevorromaine.com today. And welcome back to the Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast. I had a question that uh, somebody had asked in the group that I was talking to uh, about business. And in particular, this one, one of my good friends had been with her business or been with this company for quite some time and has always been afraid to approach her boss for a raise. Mm-hmm. Uh, her counterpart, a male, is doing mm-hmm. the exact same work as she is, uh, newer, younger, uh, came in right around the salary that she's making. And uh, she has been intimidated about approaching her boss for more than her 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 fair share. You know, it was years that she said she had struggled with seeing her worth. She was just happy to have a job. I know you have had many conversations. People's like, well, I'm just happy to be here. I'm happy to have a business. I'm happy to have a job. That's how I felt. Yeah. That's how I felt. I'm like, oh, you get your first paycheck and you're like, oh my gosh, this, this is absolutely amazing. You know, someone that you, in my family where, you know, you went to college and you studied uh, whatever you got a degree in and, you know, you're looked at as, oh my goodness, Marisa is out there. She's doing the whole dang thing. She's successful. She's making all this money and all that. But then, you know, five years pass, seven years pass, 10 years pass, seeing the people around you uh, get in and if they're younger, you got somebody that is, is, is quite younger that is coming in around the same salary as you, if not more. So we have we discussed that about how she is going to approach her boss and she's been so afraid to ask him for so many years. And I know you get that question often when you're doing your coaching strategy, how can especially when it comes to women, we're still underpaid. Yes, I said it. Um, how is How can we approach the employer uh, confidently without feeling any kind of guilt and making sure that we're not getting shortchanged at the end when it comes to uh, our raise and you know, how much we should be compensated? I love this question so much uh, because it's something I personally dealt with. Mm-hmm. And so- you know, growing up, as I got into the corporate world and I started succeeding, I never finished college. I was a young mom. I was all of these things that I had in my own head. And you said uh, for her, her finding her own worth, which was part of my problem. I felt I had to do more mm-hmm. be on all the special projects, like do the most to even be equal yeah. with others. And now I'll say, Sure, maybe they also felt that way. The problem is not the way they felt. The problem is how I felt. Mm-hmm. I felt that way about myself. So how could they see my worth if I didn't? So that's yeah. number one, understanding and seeing your worth. And if you are in this position, the first thing I would tell you to do is write a highlight reel for yourself every year. Beginning of the year, I used to call it my highlight reel, just a regular Word doc every month. What is something that I did that was extra special or great? Or what what are my accomplishments for the month? So do that for yourself. When I led teams, I would tell them to also do that. I think one of the misconceptions that I personally had was, I thought it was my boss's job to like elevate me. I thought it was my boss's job to talk really great about me. And no, it is your job. It's your job. It feels weird to say, oh, I'm, I'm the bomb and I did this and I did that. And like, it just, it doesn't feel normal, but we have got to master that humble brag and be able to, sque- we see people do it all the time. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we're like, oh gosh. And sometimes we're like, wow, that's great. We have to figure out whenever somebody talks about themselves and you think to yourself, wow, they said it so beautifully. Ask them, mm-hmm. ask them. You did such a great job. I'd love to know how to do that. What, what kind, what's kind of going through your mind? And so we have to learn how to be vulnerable and ask for that help. And if you see somebody mastering that humble brag, I encourage you to go ahead and ask them. But for yourself, start with that highlight reel every year. I would tell my team to do it every year. Mm-hmm. When I have one-on-ones with my team, when I had one-on-ones with my team, I would tell them, like, it's their responsibility. Remind me about how great you are. That's right. what this time you, I'm not going to, I barely remember what I did last week. I, mm-hmm. I get it, but no. And so- If you do not have one-on-ones with your boss, I would suggest 
you initiate the one-on-one with your boss. Hey, mm-hmm. I just want to bring you up to speed on what I've been up to. And it does not, you're not ticking off the to-do list. You're speaking broader, high level things that you've been doing and right. or want to do. So it is your boss's job to help you achieve your goals. But if you are not telling them what your goals are, well, then they can't do that. And you may bring a goal to them that they may not even, that they can't help you get to. And that's also okay. But you could ask, okay, what are some resources? What do you, where do you think I should go with this? Whatever it may be. Okay. So we're doing our highlight, highlight reel. We're also committed to planning one-on-ones with our boss, whether they initiate it or we initiate it either. So whether that be once a month, at least quarterly mandatory. Mm -hmm. The other thing I would do, what makes it so much easier in mid-year review and year-end review, the reason why I say do one-on-ones more than just quarterly is because once you get to the mid-year, you've already told them how amazing you are. So you barely have to explain yourself. Right. You have your highlight reel. You have all your ducks in a row. You remember all of the great things you've done. You've communicated all the great things you've done. So mid-year, the conversation should be easy because you've already explained to them how great you are. Right. Now, during mid-year and or end-of-year review, you would tell them, this is my goal. My goal is I want to be top ranked in my department. My goal is I want a promotion next year. Could How can you help me get there? Mm-hmm. What should I do? When you ask these questions, if you do all the things that they asked you and I would record it, meaning um, put it on the document, on the mid-year review, put it wherever you can put it, send it to them in an email as a recap. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. So that there is that understanding between both of you as yes. to what next steps are. Mm-hmm. Again, all of this work makes your life easier. Oh, and by the way, makes your boss's life easier. Right. Because he knows, he or she knows what the expectations are. Now, if you do everything, and you still don't get top ranked, and you still don't get the promotion, and there is no explanation as to why, that's probably your indication that you should go. But if they're working with you, if they're telling you, oh, yes, you can get there, yeah, you're next in line, or whatever that situation is, um, then the the lines of communication are going to be open, and it's going to feel easier to ask for that promotion, to ask for that raise, to ask Mm -hmm. for whatever it is that you want. But you have to believe in you first. Yes, 100%. That part that you talked about, you know, you did all the steps, you went and approached your boss and everything else, you still don't see anything happening or any kind of growth that's happening. And it's an indicator about possibly leaving. That right there is so hard for many people. And it was for me for a very long time when I was with my employer, I knew it was time for me to go. And you get that feeling of, I'm just, you know, I used to enjoy my job and have a good time and everything else. And now I'm just here for the money and the and the paychecks and everything else. And that whole dynamic, money is a motivator, but you feeling a sense of accomplishment means so much more than that direct deposit hitting the, the bank account. How, and then you probably have had, you, again, clients that was just like at this moment, like, look, Jess, I done put 20 years into this company. The last five, six, seven years I'm burnt out, which... To me, that is way too many years that you stay with that company. If you already are burnt out, you took five, six, seven years and you're feeling burnt, you're feeling triple burnt out staying that length of time. What is the advice you give somebody that is like, approaches you and says, okay, Jess, what steps do I need to take to move out of here, to move on with, with the next, to like leave early retirement or whatever the case may be to, you know, tell them, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate it, but now it's time for me to move on to the next. What steps do you give them to do that peaceful exit without causing the chaos to their whole mental thinking that many years that they've been with that company was a complete waste? Yeah, I I love this question too, because listen, we have got to do the work on ourselves because you know what happens? Think think about like yourself, even when you were younger and you did maybe job hop a little, you still have to take you with you. So Mm -hmm. you are the problems you are having at one company, you will find them or think about a friend. It's much easier to see it in other people. Think about a friend. They leave a job. They're complaining. They're in a job. They're complaining. They leave a job. They're complaining about the same thing because they took themselves with them because they did not do the work internally 
that they needed to do. Mm. And so I would say you, you, you said a really great thing. You said, um, you were saying about like, they put in all the work, they've done all the things yet. You still can't move up. Have you asked for feedback? Have you asked, Hey, it's not enough for me just to get a paycheck here. I want, you know, uh, job satisfaction. What does that look like? How can you help Mm -hmm. me get there? Have you had all of those difficult conversations? Like they are not easy conversations to have, especially if the boss doesn't have the answers and may get defensive and all of those things. But have you gotten your boss to think? And so if you've done all that work on yourself, if you've done everything you feel like you possibly could by looking in the mirror, by trying all of these strategies, and you are still not getting um, satisfaction in your job. Listen, when you think about time, when you think about how long we are on this earth, staying miserable is never the answer. Right. Never the answer. And so I would suggest definitely, you know, everybody's situation is different, but going ahead and looking for other opportunities, understanding what do I love so much? And this is what happened for me. I, I, I loved my job. I wasn't unhappy but I wanted more. There was something in me that still wanted more. I loved coaching my team. I loved seeing those clicks. I loved seeing people get more confident. I loved seeing them just kind of go out there and and conquer whatever it is that they wanted to conquer. And when I realized, oh, wait, I could do this for a living. Like I could do this all day, every day. I don't have to worry about all of the other things that come along with corporate. Right. And it was still a scary job. I had been there for 15 years. I had a team that I adored when I realized, okay, there's a bigger purpose for me while things were scary and things did not end the way I wanted them to end, but I wasn't angry. I wasn't upset because I had already done the inner work. Yeah. That is the going to be the different differentiator where people don't get stuck in blaming and being upset and being stuck in whatever the heck happened five years ago. It's not bringing you joy. So if it's not bringing you joy, it's probably a gift that you're not there and that you go ahead and you move on. Oh, that's a perfect answer. That's so good. Because it was a pastor, uh, a late pastor named Miles Monroe that said, if you don't know the purpose of a thing, you will abuse it. And so if you're, if you don't know what your next steps are going to be, or, you know, you just continue to be stuck, you're just, your time is of value. And if people just understand that they are of value and the time that they put into the job that they say that they love is of value. Yeah, you, you know what I mean? So oh, it's, 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 it's such a simple concept, but we just need to grasp it, I feel. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and it, it becomes scary because I think that at least for me, um, you know, I grew up thinking like you get a job and you get the insurance and you get the, like, like you said, before 401k and all that, yeah. and all of that. But what I also realized for me was that it came to a point where I was highest ranked on the team. My team was highest ranked in the country. The numbers were there, the money, the revenue, everything was working out the way I wanted it, wanted it to. But and here was the indi- one one of the straws that broke the camel's back where I said, okay, I need to do something on my own was um, my boss was like, it's like, there, I have no feedback for you. Like you are doing amazing. You have top ranked people on your team. Every, every great, great, great. Okay. But you are tapped out as far as income is concerned. Like you're at the highest of the bracket, right? Whatever that income bracket was for right. my level. So we're going to have to figure out like a promotion for you. So I was like, okay, you know, of course, why not? I love a promotion. Um, And the next promotion that came up, they didn't speak to anybody. They gave it to, and I love this guy. So I hated that I felt this way, but they gave it to someone who had a department that was lowest. It brought in the lowest amount of revenue or lower than mine. Anyway, he had a smaller team. He had less responsibility. But for whatever reason, he was the fit, right? And actually, I adored this guy and I thought he was great. But I was like, wait a second, how does that even make sense? They didn't speak to anybody else but him. So that when I no longer wanted somebody else to be in control of my income, Mm -hmm. of my potential, because whoever made that decision 
it wasn't done in a vacuum, I'm sure. It was done with more than one person. Yeah. Now, maybe people at the table didn't know me very well. Maybe, you know, all of these maybes that I have no idea and I will never know anything about. But, or maybe it didn't happen because it wasn't supposed to happen because I wasn't supposed to be at that company anymore because it was supposed to force me to think outside of just these four walls. And when I say they're the, you know, proverbial four walls because yeah. I actually working remote since, since 2007 mm -hmm. but they wanted to push me out of these four walls of you don't only have to do this think bigger and that's that force you to think bigger that's so good why and, that, and we need to not be afraid to think bigger yeah and we are yeah we I couldn't see past it for so many years I want I knew I wanted something else mm -hmm. I didn't know what it was meanwhile I would always say like, I'm talented because I don't know how to sing and I don't know how to, you know, play music. And, I, and and my sister would always be like, yes, you are talented. And I would say, I'm not creative. She's like, no, you're very creative. And so we put all, when I am blank, be careful with what you put after that. Mm -hmm. That's who we, we're telling people we are that. So when you say, oh, I could be a bitch. Well, be careful the way you talk about yourself. Right. Because you're putting that as your mantra about That's yourself right. you're putting that as a confession of yourself so if you put that disclaimer out there then people are going to be like yeah i'm not going to work with her i'm not going to work with him because exactly exactly <sighs> so we have got to be careful with what we put out about ourselves so right. i remember the first time i heard that was like in the 90s or something like that on an oprah show and i told turned to my sister i said we said oh we're never going to call ourselves a bee anymore <laughs> yeah Pretty much, exactly. Before I let you out of here, Jessica, you just you gave so much great, great uh, advice and tips and uh, some valuable gems. Like I'm scribbling on the bottom of the notes that I wrote today for the show because uh, I'm definitely going to watch this back and, and so many things that you had said. Uh, we are almost at the cusp of 2023, brand new year. Um, I always believed in starting a new year. It's like, oh, a new year's resolution. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But I have changed my perceptive and I changed my narrative. Like, well, every day that I wake up is a new day. So why don't I just start shifting my focus starting the day that I wake up? You know, something that I stopped doing, let me gradually change it to this. Or I, I, and you pointed it out, uh, you know, we need to stop being so hard on ourselves. That's something that I'm constantly working on because I'm always criticizing myself of what I could have done better instead of, well, hey, Marisa, today you accomplished this. This is really great. You know, instead of complimenting me and, you know, um, allowing myself to give myself thanks, you know, so that that is something that is, is something that I'm constantly work, working on. 2023, we're almost a few weeks away from that. Uh, what is your hope? for 2023, Jessica? So personal goals. So I don't, I never, not never, uh, I don't believe in new year's resolutions either, right? That I mm -hmm. haven't done that for a really, really long time. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm, I'm like you, I try to, you know, I maybe reassess every month. I focus on what has gone well. And I focus on getting out of my comfort zone. And I've done a lot of things. This, oh my gosh, I'm like a different person in the beginning of 2022. So I'm excited to see what 2023 has brings in for me. Mm -hmm. I am getting on a lot of committees, not a lot, but a lot of the committees that are important to me. So mm -hmm. I am on the leadership council for Big Brothers, Big Sisters. I have, um, this is the first time I'm doing that. I've that's an organization that I really believe in and I've wanted to be a part of for some time. So I'm excited to do that. I'm on uh, the wellness committee for Latina Business Network. I love serving people. I wanted to do it my whole life. I've looked for outlets. Even when my kids were smaller, we would, I would always, and they hated me for it at the time, but <laughs> I would look for places for us to volunteer mm -hmm. and things like that. Um, so I want to continue doing that. I want I also want to connect with more people. I want my business to grow, of course, but what I, what I do with my business is very intentional. Mm -hmm. And I want leaders that are, feel the way I feel. They want to work on themselves first so that they can make people around them better. Right. They, want, they want to succeed. I'm all about making money. Sure, let's make money, but let's do it in a way that feels aligned. Let's do it in a way that feels good to you. Let's remove that scarcity mindset. Let's fix 
all of the thoughts that we have about ourselves, that we have about others. When we're judging ourselves, we are judging other people. Whenever you're judging somebody else, know that you also judge yourself, right? Mm -hmm. And so releasing those things, knowing that people are just humans. And I believe most people come from a good place. Most people want to be good. That's just what I believe. And because I believe that goodness comes to me, that's also what I believe. So, um, yeah, I'm excited about 2023. Uh, I'm also starting a podcast. Yes, uh, that's what I was hoping to hear you say. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so I'm good. starting a podcast. I'm excited about that for sure. Well, let me welcome you ahead of time to the podcast family. I mean, I'm excited for you. I mean, what you have shared today on the show, it is necessary for people to connect with you, to continue to follow you. Uh, I mean, you already got my commitment. I'm signing up for your podcast I can't wait for those episodes to drop, but how can people connect with you, follow you on social media? So I'm mainly on Instagram. That's where I hang out. I hang out in my stories. I, hang, I do lives, uh, but I'm also on LinkedIn. LinkedIn, I, I, I'm definitely uh, very active on LinkedIn as well. Uh, but IG and coach Jessica Rivera. Um, and then on LinkedIn at Jessica Rivera. I, I think if you put Jessica Rivera coach, you can probably find me because it's a very common name. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have my website, uh, www.jrcoaching.net. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can sign up for my newsletter. I have my group coaching program. There's actually a, a wait list right now. We are going to review applications. So there's an application process to go. Come on, wait list. Coaching. Come on, booked and busy. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also offer uh, strategy sessions, 90-minute strategy sessions, uh, as well as a I have a leadership incubator. So this is a real that's a really good way to kind of have like a teaser to see what it's like to be in a group coaching program. You get recorded um group sessions as well as content. I mean, I have Marissa, I have a um curriculum designer like this is not something I just kind of pieced together based right. on like my teachings and learnings over the years it it does have my influence based on my experience but mm-hmm. I hired a curriculum designer that helped me build it out she's uh, she's been in education for over 25 years and so it's curriculum based um information and yeah. as well as the group coaching that's so good and that's why I've just so thrilled that you and I connected on Instagram. Uh, you gave so much value information that I definitely, again, I'm I'm applying to myself, not waiting into the new year. I'm definitely going to assess and reassess what I have in my passion, which is this podcast and things that I want to do for sure. So I appreciate your time. I value your time. And I thank you so much uh, for your friendship, but also for teaching myself and the core audience that's going to be listening to this episode of what we can do and how we can grow as a person. More importantly, we have our businesses that can grow, but we need to grow as a person in order for the business aspect of it to succeed. So amazing business coach and speaker mentor, Jessica Rivera. Thank you so much for coming on the Heard That Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm excited to have you on my podcast once we get up and running. Sign me up. (laughs) I'm there. I'm done. You got my commitment. And thank you so much, everybody, for watching and for listening. And as I always end the show, take care. Stay safe. We're out of here. Be in the know of new episodes that are coming up on the podcast at HeardThatWithMarisa.com. I'm also available on Instagram at Marisa Tigney Podcast. On Twitter at Lovely Marisa T, as well as Facebook on a social media page, heard that with Marisa Tigney. I appreciate your continued support.